Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly episode. For this week's episode, we're going to hit the roads, exploring attributes of both the hard and the easy paths, and they're almost always predictable vistas. I believe most people would say that two roads exist, an easy road and a hard road. Those well-traveled would likely say that both provide vistas, recognizing that one seems to always come up as the more provident choice looking back. Perhaps it could be said that the easy road is the road most traveled. For some, the easy road is one full of habit and deceit. For others, the easy road, well-traveled, seems to produce dead ends around every corner. So let's begin with talking about skepticism and justification as one of those roads. And we'll also explore living true and personal accountability as a second option or another path. So as we first begin today in speaking on skepticism and justification, let's define skepticism as one who is habitually inclined rather to doubt than to believe any assertion or apparent fact that comes before them. So the pathway of skepticism tends to lead to cynicism and a spirit of sarcasm in much of what we do and how we interface with others. All of these tend to be ego's place of safety. If you pay attention and you notice in your life as you interact with other people and even as you show up at times in any of those character traits of being skeptic or cynic or having a great sarcasm in all you do, what typically shows up is skepticism becomes a selfish act becomes a selfish act in two ways. One is it casts a reductive vision of others as you communicate or show up in that fashion. But in an internal sense, sometimes we become so skeptical and and cynical of ourselves that we cast a reductive vision for ourselves as we relate to our own misfit or our own victimhood in any given circumstance. Dr. Benjamin Hardy explains that most people seek to confirm their own bias. So as we look at justification, he goes on to say, rather than getting the facts or facing the truth, people prefer to justify their own mediocrity. The most successful people, on the other hand, act as scientists towards life. They want the truth. They want data. Rather than seeking to confirm their bias, they are continually seeking to disrupt and disconfirm their bias. So as we talk about bias and and that being one of the cognitive strategies that we latch to 
as we try to justify our own behavior or justify our own ego's existence, that recency bias, it's just that. It's the justification and adoption of past, present, and future events based off of what we already know, what we've already experienced, what we may be experiencing in any given moment. We use that as a predictor of the future, but it's only informed by the past. And yet we cling to that so tightly to its predictive ability to shape our own future. The extent we energize ourselves around the defense and ownership of its existence is one of the most troubling of all personal ailments. When we only consider the recent past as a predictor of what can be, we limit our own progress, period. We become fixed and finite with no potential for the new, and growth is stifled. Dr. Hardy confirms for us that growth requires us to do the work. One's bold actions around disruption of their own biases can prove to open pathways once closed and better yet, never discovered. An example of this is in the judgment of others. Again, that's a path that many of us have engaged in. We've walked down that road. Maybe we're continuing to walk down that road. But as we engage in the judgment of others and how we've allowed it to shape our own endorsement of their future, it creates, again, a separation of value that confirms a less than or better than view and that feeds the ego. With that, I challenge us all to be careful with skepticism as it can give new wings to ego's way. Again, that path or that road of skepticism, cynicism, sarcasm, feeding the ego in a better than or less than way, the way that it gives new wings is it continues to fuel a separation from the reality of opportunity, the reality of future change, the reality of the assumption that people are okay, that they have the tools and resources available to them, or can discover those in their own growth to become better tomorrow. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If growth, personal growth and development is your thing, and you're here learning and leaning into growth, glad you're here, glad you're part of the community. If you want more of this, make sure and hit subscribe in this podcast platform or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Honor the Gift podcast and make sure and subscribe so that it shows up each week with new updates, new conversations, new learning, new ideas and concepts, again, to help us all in this journey we call growth and how we make it through life and the way that we show up for others. Also, if you are looking for more information, deeper dives into some of these conversations. And just an update to stay in the loop, you can always go to choiceisthegift.com and click on subscribe where you'll be uh, in the loop on things that are upcoming and more updates on this podcast. Again, thank you for being here. Now let's get back to the episode. Now let's explore the other road. The road not fully traveled and still ripe for personal exploration. It's the road of this mortal journey. It's the road that requires us to lay down ego. It's the road that requires us to evaluate growth and future change in the world under our own responsibility. So as I was driving the other day and as I was thinking about people in life that I've met that have been impactful and some of the characteristics and traits of those individuals and some of those specifically that I felt I could describe through my interaction with them and through 
further dialogue that they are truly happy. And I wanted to look at, you know, maybe what are some of those governing beliefs and principles that exude or that, that create this existence? So here are a few attributes to consider, and you'll find that there's this dichotomy, or this, I shouldn't say a dichotomy, I should say that there's a there's a, a deference between traits found on the road of seclusion and dead end and traits found on the road of happiness, the road of fulfillment, the road of, the road of integrity, and openings for future growth and action. So here are a few traits that I just jotted quick back of the napkin as I was considering the attributes or what I see in those that seem to be happy. They take no joy in gossip. In fact, gossip is something that is, it's almost nails on a chalkboard to somebody that is truly focused on their own place in the world, what they can contribute. And so gossip holds no joy for those that are happy. There's no need for comparison. They're confident and affixed in who they are, why they exist, where they're going, and how they can serve others. They tend to be more stoic. By stoic, uh, there's lots of definitions around stoicism and different philosophies and, and injections of wisdom that come from the stoics. But by the word stoic, I mean they understand the reality of mortality they understand personal accountability. They understand that things will come and go, that as we become too affixed to things of the past and things of the future and less cognizant of the now, it becomes troublesome. And so I mean stoic in that nature, that they understand we're a very small seed in a very vast universe and that our greatest significance comes in owning our own stuff. Those that are happy tend to look at things from a long game stance versus a short game. They understand that moves made today and consistent moves made today will create long-term results and that short-term sacrifice becomes part of that long-term game. They know who they are and why they exist. They're clear in their calling and that calling has enough necessity and governance over their daily decisions. They serve without expectation. On the line of expectations, they don't place expectations of life. They understand that things will come and go, but that service is a choice. Service is a mindset. Service is the modeling of what someone with a true benevolence and level of charity in their life, that it's evolved to a way of being service as a way of being. They're congratulatory of the winner. They celebrate others' successes. They understand that it's not a necessity to always win, that there are moments that call for someone to sacrifice their own recognition and their own stage time to help lift another. They're very self-aware. Those that are happy are extremely self-aware. They're aware enough that they are aware of how they show up in the world has an impact and it has a level of influence. And in being self-aware, they exercise constraint. I believe that there's a high level of emotional intelligence, that there's a maturity around relationships. There's a maturity around other people's views of the world. And they're intelligent enough to know that 
in moments of immaturity that relationships are at the greatest stake. Those that are happy are productive. They venture into each day with clear intentions. They have specific items scheduled on their calendar that move them closer to their calling, creates alignment, things are consistent, and there's always something moving forward every day in various areas of their life. Intentional would be another character trait or attribute, a necessity around things that matter, knowing that each thing that comes their way, each choice that's made has a consequence, that it has specific impact in the things that matter most. And so they go into their days intentional. They stay intentional throughout the day. They are less reactive than they are proactive. I've also found that those that tend to be more happy have an understanding of how much enough is, that they're not always on the chase for more, that empty chase for more that has never been defined by how much is enough, how much is is viable and, and necessary for existence. They have a confidence that comes through making and keeping commitments. They take great joy in other successes. We talked about that a moment ago. They choose significance over success in contribution and impact over popularity and notoriety. They have a, a spirit of gratitude in all of their actions. They start their day, they begin their morning, they move throughout the day, they end their day, they exist in a space of gratitude at all times. And what flows from gratitude is a level of humility in being open and teachable, but being gracious and grateful for all of the gifts in their life. They honor their lives through their own daily actions. We've talked about that to a large degree. And the last that I maybe would encompass in our final call to action on today's episode, those that are happy have a high level of integrity and a congruence in their life. You've heard me talk about living true. My calling is that people experience, for me, when I'm living true, I have full confidence in who I am, why I exist, and where I'm going. I'm fully aware of the relationships and the responsibility I have to those that count on me in my daily life. I show up as the person that I am and the person I'm trying to become. I exercise good choices today that will produce a greater me tomorrow. I'm not living in duality. I'm not living in hypocrisy. I'm not vested in the characteristics of the road more easily traveled, coming from a place of skepticism, justification, sarcasm, cynicism, negativity, victimhood, all of those things that become such an easy choice. So living true, I would consider one of the most poignant characteristics of those that are truly happy. I love this invitation from Young Pueblo. Pick the path that lights you up. The one that you know deep down is the right choice. Stop listening to doubt. Start connecting with courage. Do not let the idea of normal get in the way. It may not be the easy path, but you know great things take effort. Lean into your determination. Lean into your mission. Lean into the real you. What a great, great message. Friends, let's do the work of being better. Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one. And remember to always honor the gift.